0: Welcome to another episode of Majoring in the Minors podcast, a podcast where we talk about how the majority of people focus on the minor and insignificant things in life. Your hosts, as usual, Mahi and Louis. So like, it's a shortcoming of the West that they don't do that. They don't, are they not accepting of other cultures? It's not unaccepting, but there's,
1: can try to push their values across the world. Oh, yeah like say democracy democracy sounds great don't get me wrong everyone loves democracy but democracy took a lot of time to actually start and it took a lot of time for it to work in europe so you can't just shove it into other people's uh, sort
2: of ideals like you can't democracy go from democracy sounds democracy sounds great until greedy people are in power well yeah there's right. that like in, in theory, yes, it's great, but like if we think that we live in a democratic nation with what's going on, I don't really think it's that democratic when I don't get to choose if so and so has beef with another nation and like all their other policies and all this and that. It's like, yes, I elect someone who represents a platform, but that platform is all bogus start it's just to get in.
1: <clears throat> well, well then exactly. So see, like even with like a democracy has been around from ancient Greece, let's say it still is a, an experiment. It's still, it, it hasn't finalized, right? Because there is the human element, the greed, the uh, sort of the, the nature of politics in general. And the problem with it is when you try to then shove it into other people's throats, like... Like the like let's say you're coming from a dictatorship or you're coming from a totalitarian regime. You can't just shove it in and, and say, hey, you, you gotta be democratic or you're we're gonna like destroy you or like give you shit. Like you know. Mm. And so that's the problem with at least, you know, the West or the, the powerful side of the West, where they think they're right and they they kind of dictate how the world goes. Mm. So that's a critique that but, usually is levied against them.
0: But also mm. democracy like the way the west is trying to kind of push it on the east is in my I don't know in my head it looks it sounds like the trojan horse. It doesn't they don't they're not trying to bring democracy they're trying to bring control over, right? Cuz they're like, well, you need to be a democratic democratic country and we've been so good with it, so let us show you. So like you know, it's not necessarily like democracy in they the go in there they go
2: in there with saying that they're doing it for democracy and for freedoms there meanwhile back door they're going there to get all of their resources all of their money yeah. all of their power so they can control the east again i'm not again i'm not i'm not big on politics i know like probably this much about politics this is just me speculating on 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 bullshit but
0: yeah i know pretty much less than that as well that's why like i try to not get into it too much because i'm like i don't know much what i know is like from what i've heard from a friend and i'm like that's my source and i'm like yes well my friend said that uh, this country is bullshit so yes i i believe it
2: see uh, and for me like i have all my biases and i'm like yeah fucking right these biases are right meanwhile yeah. it's probably like totally wrong but... well
1: yeah that, that's the other problem with politics right it's like you think you're right and then you might not be right or wrong. Right. That's, that's the whole thing. Like Mm
2: -hmm. I can barely know if I'm right or wrong in fitness, let alone. all Exactly.
1: Like you think that behind the neck presses are cool. And then someone tells you, no, bro, no. Or you like doing rack uh, rack pulls and then your friend just doesn't give it to you in your program. But yeah.
2: Dude, it's lower back day, man. Rack pulls all day, lower back day.
1: And it's good for uh, upper back too, bro. Like, you know, (laughs)
2: But you know, Mahan might disagree with that. <laughs> Mahan's <laughs> cringing so much right now. I've, I've never been into rack pulls for anything,
1: for like um, upper back work. I don't know. They bulked up my upper back like when I used to do them. Yeah.
2: Like I think any, any or holding of pull. the weight. Yeah. yeah but like, I, I think yeah. holding any weight in your hands are going to like bulk them up. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Or and high pulls. I had this fun conversation about like, uh, some exercises they're not necessarily good for a specific. Like you know, I always shit on bench, right? Because I'm like, bench is not necessarily a mm-hmm. uh, chest hypertrophy exercise. It's not as a chest hypertrophy exercise is not a good. It's not good at all. But yeah. it is a good upper body hypertrophy exercise, right? Because it ch- teach like overall it does teach you to like you know this relationship between the scaps and like how do you, you mm-hmm. know, drive the weight away from you you know triceps front delts everything like it's an overall hypertrophy pressing take like you know it works a lot and like works your back works your front so it's good to have in a plan for an upper body hypertrophy but not necessarily as a chest hypertrophy exercise
2: well and like at the end of the day if we're just going to reduce it to like just being able to do work in the gym if you are recovering well, sleeping well, eating well for hypertrophy and you start doing bench press and you're overloading that, you're gonna get some hypertrophy somewhere. Yeah. And people like to debate where, what part, how much. And it's like, that's just like my, it's, it's almost irrelevant to so many people when yeah. it's like, just, just do work. And then once you do work and once you're able to learn how to push yourself, then you can sort of navigate the nuances of where like things need to go and what direction and what, whatever. But in the mm-hmm. beginning, it's like just do work. And then from there, figure out what you need to do to get more out of it.
0: Yeah, build the base, right? Like I, I love Jordan Peterson's trained by JP. He's like a UK bodybuilder. It's like the first two years, fuck you. Like do just the main like the main moves just keep doing it until you have some sort of size first then think about all right what part of my chest? like I myself don't have much pecs right so now before just even like just think of I want to build chest like Mm -hmm. but if I want to think oh I'm going to like you know just specifically target the it's good to know that like you know upper fibers like you know the pec Mm -hmm. I want to like find the optimal angle for my like you know it's not just about having an incline is about like an incline that like aligns itself with you know where know. my sternum is and like where my arm is blah, blah blah but like if i don't have a chest i don't have a fucking chip. Oh, shit i don't have a freaking chest so no, i
2: know it, i i kind of laugh. it sometimes it's like there are people that are like 10 percent as smart as we are who are more jacked yeah so it's like, it doesn't, day, it's like it doesn't matter doesn't matter
0: it's, I uh, had this conversation. I think it's good to know, like they, and I think like they say it as well a lot is like this information is good to know to if someone comes you and asks you a question, you have the answer. But outside of that, you should not shove it down anyone's throat because it doesn't matter. Like it, like with a lot of people that we work with, it's just like yeah. just be a good coach, be able to push them, motivate them, get them to fix their, you know, as you said, sleep rest, nutrition yeah. and those things and they get results. That's it.
2: Are you in PSL too? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I
0: just watched the, the
2: recorded lecture last night and Jordan even said he goes, what we're going to discuss is 15%. It's the fifteen percent that we know of. And that probably doesn't matter with your clients. It's just, you know, you learn it to learn it. Yeah. But what you should really focus on is building relationships, making sure that you're coaching them with the proper principles, and then have them do work
0: Mm -hmm. that's it
2: but if but if you're gonna have somebody like do a bunch of drills on the floor because you have to get their rib cage at a certain angle man like they they just want to lose weight
1: yeah they don't care about the complexities of
0: it you know they're never gonna come it's like oh so today did i go through the four doors of the shoulders like did i push like they go home like i always like i don't know someone told me this and it kind of stuck with me it was like. Train your clients in a way that when they get home, they can tell others what they did, right? Mm. They're not going to go home and be like, well, today I tested my internal and external rotation of the shoulder and we figured out <laughs> that if I do a bottoms up press, I cannot stabilize it once I go over a, little, a certain angle. And that's why my PT, and f- no one's going to remember that. It's, They'll be like, no. well, I did a little bit of pecs, uh, Yeah, my triceps are a bit sore. And like, you know, we did some abs and then that's it, right? So obviously yeah, think- don't, don't do the bare minimum, but do it in a way that they can explain it
2: yeah like i I think this is reminiscent or or this is a like the 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 entire industry as a whole seems to be so insecure about um their abilities as a professional so like they're not a chiropractor they're not a doctor they're not a physio we're just personal trainers We're, we're 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 pe teachers essentially and so as an industry, we're so insecure about what we really do, which is just work out and wear joggers all day, mm-hmm. that we have to make ourselves feel good by pretending like we know more than we do. Yeah. And so we complicate things so that people are like, wow, this guy is smart. When in reality, it's like, man, just just get your people working and give them results. Nobody cares about what you know. Uh, exactly.
0: Yeah. And like, yeah. you know what? Like also I'm going to say, because I did it all the time and I'm like, I'm, I'm you know what I'm guilty of it but I'm trying to change but like yeah. I hoarded information just because I'm a small guy so right like I'd be like well that guy is twice the size of me but his shoulder hurts when he presses <laughs> and mine yeah. doesn't well he's still like twice as big and if everyone wants to like ask how to get big chest, they are going to go to him first right yeah. now I could help him to like still stay there and like not have his shoulder bugging him hoarding like at there was a time that I was hoarding that information just to like kind of make my like uh, I'm gonna cut this off anyway but it's like a self pleasuring myself to like you know go back in a room where you're like well I'm not as big as him but at least I know more yeah. and then yeah. to make myself feel better about something that doesn't really matter so like I, I'm changing that mindset or I've been like kind of off of that mindset for a while and I'm like you know what now well you have the knowledge put it to work try to build something on top of like you know it's not just words anymore like put it to action it's
2: it's effort man and i think we live in a society where there's so much information now about anything and people aren't putting the effort in the work they're just receiving all this information and and they're not doing anything with it
0: yeah and they just want the better information they don't want the like they don't mm. stick to one they just think like i need to pick the better one i need to pick the better one i need to pick the faster one Or they Mm -hmm. go
1: for the more complicated stuff like on Instagram coaches like write one whole paragraph on something when they could do it in like one sentence just Mm -hmm. to like seem like they're smarter and they're more scientific than everyone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like that's the problem, you know, it's it's like. Like, okay, like, you know, I was more jacked when I knew less than now. Like, the more you know, the less you know. Because it's like now I'm like, oh, but if I do this, then it'll be good for my stability. And then if I do this, it's going to be good for that. But back then it was easy. It was like full body workouts three times a week, eat calorie surplus, mm-hmm. boom, you're jacked. Or like, mm-hmm. uh, do circuits, even though I hate them. But like, they're like really bad for you. But do circuits, boom, you're ripped, you know? Like simple yeah. thing. But now it's like, no, I could do it more optimally. And then you like overthink. And then you like, you never actually do the real work because you're too busy being cognitive about it.
2: Yeah. And, and that's, that's even problem. like, and that's even like even with now with, with social media and Instagram, it's like there's the, like, like the best modality for an exercise. So like, yes, machines are probably better. and Cables are probably better. But the, the realistic thing about this, especially now with lockdowns and stuff, it's like, like my gym only has free weights. I have no machines at all. So I have to program a certain way for what I have in my gym. If I had a big box gym where I had a ton of equipment, yeah, I'd probably program a little bit differently. So you have to kind of also weigh out, like, do you really need this specific movement because your, your influencer friend that you love and that you, you look up to said, it's, maybe I can't do it because I don't have the resources for that. So I think overthinking, it kills a lot of people's results. Yeah.
1: And the fun of it, you know?
0: And the fun of it yeah like
1: going and doing push pull legs and that's it you're done you know
0: but also like Mm. to be the devil's advocate like for you uh your gym doesn't have cables and stuff like that but like the the fact that you have the knowledge that you do or you possess it you can choose like even between the exercises that you have then you can choose the ones that are like all right so you know your limitations you're like i cannot utilize everything so the things that i have now I'm going to choose the better one. So from that mm. sense, it's actually yeah. good as well. Like you're not going to go full crazy as well. And be like, well, yeah. now we're just going to go full bro. Like it, it's just painting the edges of like, you know, not falling from each, either side, not being too tied to the, like the science of it or like the, but well, when I say science, I'm just going to put it in mm-hmm. like um, quotation marks or from the other side, going full bro and be just like, well, I'm just going to do something and like, you no, know, get results and there's nothing else and they're just going to move the way I want to move. So finding that.
2: And and to be quite honest, like if, if we look at the population that we we all train and and the majority of us are going to train just gen pop, their goals are fat loss and some muscle toning. And even like muscle toning, they're not looking to step on stage. So like their muscle toning that they think in here is not what we think. And most of the time angles and position doesn't really matter. All we got to make sure is that we keep their joints safe. We we work within the range that they have capacity to work in. Mm -hmm. And then the rest is like, just put in effort The rest is going to be all minutia that they probably don't even care about.
0: Exactly. Now the, the of the podcast gonna was gonna kind of be about assumptions and like you know people like we have funny thing is we've already made so many assumptions in this it <laughs> is <laughs> like, already about like countries and about like people and uh, fitness uh social media and anything else and you know what yes we all have like you know our biases and like uh, assumptions that kind of dictates the way we think now right. uh louie wants to want to talk about this so lou assumptions what are the goods and the bads? The ugly, good, bad. I forgot the order. The good, the bad, the good, and, the bad ugly. and the ugly. Yeah, there you go.
1: Well, I'll I'll start with the con because this is what I seem to deal with a lot, uh, or what we all deal with. You know, once you have a con- uh, an assumption or a bias towards something, you you automatically sometimes you're already in the wrong position in no, the I'm argument. Not. or in. or in the conversation like uh, it already puts you at a disadvantage that's why like I mean look we all have assumptions but a lot of times they're incorrect because like before you're going to argue with someone or debate or have a convo you already have a predefined notion of his position or her position and you're already wrong in a way because you haven't even you haven't heard their side and and this goes back to like I think another podcast episode that no one listened to anyway but like another episode of ours where it's all about um debating talking to people listening so don't have a preconceived notion of what they think unless you they tell you what they think right Hmm. because that's the biggest problem we have like
2: what's that oh sorry closer sorry i was trying to be more laid back um so uh do you think we create our framework and our and our points of arguments based off the assumptions that we make so so even before i start to debate you let's say i'm going to already have a bias in my head saying, okay well lou is this 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 and this therefore i'm going to rebuttal with all of these things that are in my head without having to really have a conversation with you i'm, I'm having a conversation for the both of us in my own head filtered through my own biases
1: exactly and and i think i'm, I'm going to probably butcher which philo- it was either socrates or aristotle who always spoke, I mean Socrates, sorry, who always spoke about first engaging and finding out through the Socratic method, like what people think, what what is their actual position on things, not their assumption on that position. And also why is it that it's their position? Because, you know, any controversial topic or any topic, for example, they might say, okay, we believe in this. In your head, you'll be like, oh, it's cause they're bigots. It's because they're like savages. It's cause whatever. But you don't know the real reason they think of it. So that automatically places you in a place where you think you're right and they're wrong, and the debate just goes, you know, into straw man arguments, into whole other arguments. So listening before, sort of preaching or having that convo helps.
2: Do Do you think that debates are even won or lost? Like, if you look at whether it's a presidential debate, if it's a debate among friends. You, you just further polarize the points. And the, so it's so like, nobody ever goes out of a debate saying, you know what, I'm gonna be Republican, or you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run for, for, for Democrats.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It, it never happens that way, or even among friends. It's like, you, you'll, you'll see a lot of like, yeah, well, okay. And then they'll leave, right? Just because they don't wanna start any fights or whatever. So it's, it's kind of interesting how it's just more polarizing. I think in my opinion, again, it's my assumption.
0: Yeah. I mean, as Louis said, some soccer teams, or as we call it, football teams here. <laughs> I'm just missing. Uh, <laughs> I love butchering names of uh, philosophers, Socrates. Uh, no, but like, I think it's the idea of like, even if you have the assumptions or you're going to the debate or like, what is, why are you going into a debate in the first place? Like, Are you just there to prove a point? Because then just, there is no point even talking to you because you're already there with a, as you said, with your own assumptions, with your own biases, and you're just there to just like, you know, this idea of winning or losing. So we had this conversation, Louie and I, before. It was like a debate. It should be more about like, I'm going to tell you about my point of views. You're going to tell me about your point of views. And that's it. No winner, no loser. Like I'll take points away from you if I want to. You take points away from what I say and if you want to. And like, now we know what the other one's thinking. And it can just like help me kind of understand how they think rather than just going, in to prove a point you want to prove a point throw hands like just just prove it through violence again I know Lewis is against it but like I don't think like wordplay is necessarily a way to prove like win a, like even if you win an argument you've just kind of tricked yourself because you just managed to twist the words in a way to like make you sound smart and make the other person look illegitimate and uh, nobody benefits from that
2: what makes humans so um attracted to debates and getting people to go up come on their side like what like why do you think in human history we've always been attracted to debates and getting our points as the main point
0: i feel like especially nowadays is because people like because like you know what the internet allows people to do people can get away with saying stuff without getting punched in the face like a lot like back a lot of times when we said like people when they used to settle a debate it was like you know a gentleman's duel or something like that like you know uh, but we just wanted like I, I think it's a it's the idea of like we get to a point that where our life has had been fulfilling enough and we don't have any problems so we just go and look for problems somewhere else right
2: yeah yeah
1: but then looking at like ancient Greece and them,
0: their view of
1: debate was more to test new ideas, to create new theories, to challenge each other. But how but did was- they
0: get there? Like, you know, years and years of conquering and they, you know, they, they fought everyone who was against them first and eventually got to a point that nobody was fighting them. And now they had to find a new resu- like new way of kind of... Yeah, but-
1: But what I mean is their debates were productive debates. Like the difference between now and then is nowadays people do it because of their, I'm not saying they never did it because of ego, but now it's more like, I'm right, you're wrong. Or I'm from this kind of clique, you're from that kind of clique or tribe Mm -hmm. or whatever. So we're right, you're wrong. Back then, you know, when people debated Socrates, whatever, they all did it to, to like, oh, they had an idea and then someone else had that idea and like evolved it and then they kept evolving the idea. And that's how we have, like, the theory of forms from Plato, whether these ideas are right or wrong or something else. But that's how knowledge, that's how the that epistemology of knowledge grew over time. It, was, it wasn't like in one day, it, it took them many debates, convos, dialogues, treaties, all that to come to the knowledge we have today. But nowadays, debates have become this I'm here to tell you I'm right because of one, two, three, mm. sort of saying, hey, you have a viewpoint let me listen to the viewpoint and then you know what afterwards i'll research the viewpoint it's more like it's i have a confirmation bias and i'm going to come in and i'm going to take your ideas down and that's the problem we have nowadays we're so polarized because of the internet as well it's allowed us to become more polarized like we're polarized like on the most basic level like even for video games like xbox versus playstation i remember fanboys oh, were going Pepsi. crazy exactly because these brands know what they're doing they know how to create polarization because it's good for their business brand loyalty brand retention uh, think of it even football like football supposed to be fun it's supposed to be just something you watch with your mate but now it's only like, when it only wins it's fun well <laughs> exactly but it's it's also like no my club is better than your club it's like it's not even your club yeah, like what but, did you do to contribute to this club's success? People nothing. Like, it's like
0: to associate with grandeur, right? Things that they can't do. They they kind of live that life through someone else, right? And like the, our team, our team, oh. you did nothing. You just like drank beer and like kicked back and shouted at the screen that doesn't even understand that you're shouting at it. It's like, uh, but funny thing is, like, can you do you feel like it's kind of, uh, falling on his head or like you know he's going backwards again because like. Yeah, we got to a point that like, you know, debating, like, you know, the human art of debating was a thing. And now as like social media is going and now everyone is polarized and they have an opinion, now we're kind of going backwards and all these guys who have like, obviously, you know, they know how to monetize it as well. But anyone who has a beef now and anyone who has a beef who has a name, immediately they're just like, all right, let's get into a boxing ring because that just just happens to make money. Do you think,
2: you know, and and going off of that, like, do you think that, Debating on certain topics should be held for a certain type of person who has uh, either experience, knowledge, years of research or whatever in that topic versus now it seems like everyone and their mother can debate about anything because they have a social media platform, whether they have 10 followers or 10,000 or 100,000 followers, anybody can really debate. And it seems like debates are more for growing followership than it is to get to some common ground. And if I can debate Mahan over the internet on a YouTube live or on an Instagram live, that's gonna boost my followership because some people are gonna resonate with that. Follow me versus we could probably have it away from the internet and actually talk as a normal human. We'll probably have more common ground. I saw this, um, so uh, I I watched like five minutes or ten minutes of uh, Dr. Mike Israel debating vegan gains. I don't know if you guys know vegan gains from YouTube and they were debating like vegan hypertrophy versus non-vegan. Right. And like, I saw, I, I watched both their positions and they both said we have more common ground than, than we thought. Yeah. And it's like, cool. That's a civil debate it's because theories. they had, yeah. Oh man, that should be <laughs> another topic that we can talk yeah. about. But like, you know, so like, like, like I think most debates should have a common ground. Mm-hmm. If we, if, if we can find a common ground, that I think we both won, it's when they're polarizing and nobody wants to, just like Lou was saying, nobody wants to hear and listen what the other person has to say. Yeah. And they're just waiting for the rebuttal. Well, then like no one's gonna win at that
0: point. Hmm. You know, as I said, like, why are you debating? Like if the debate's goal is to just like get followership, then as you said, I like that. You want to debate someone, go in a dark room or maybe not a dark room. God knows what's <laughs> happening in the dark room. I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah, i would go into a secluded room and just talk to the person, right? Then just like, you know, Again, it's the idea of I'm going to shame this person in front of the others to make myself bigger, right? And the moment you want to come out of it as the bigger person, you're actually the smaller person. Like, there is no point doing that, even if you win. Even if you manage, like, because that cheapens what you have. Maybe you have some great points and maybe you're right. But if you're just doing it to prove that you're right, that kind of, like, uh, spoils it for me.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. And I think people also debate on their social media posts without a debate. So like, they'll always try to get their point across as if they're debating to someone out there. And like, and I'm a culprit of that as well, right? Like I still struggle with trying to keep my posts somewhat like neutral in the sense of like, I'm not trying to instigate anything, but I think that also sells right. Like those headlines sell to make people read. So it's kind of like this balance of how much are you, you know, putting fuel to the fire versus just trying to get your
0: point across in a
2: neutral manner.
1: Controversy sells, you know,
0: that's, uh, that's the, that's
1: the thing, right? Like
0: it it does. Like, I mean, I know Prescript talked about it on their podcast and I just listened to it recently, but like, honestly, Logan Paul, he went from like, the controversy of like, you know, everyone, I'm not going to get into it because everyone's talked about yeah. him going to Japan and filming whatever and like getting canceled for a while to just like suddenly be coming out and fighting Floyd Mayweather who's like boxing in itself, right? You know, it's it's Floyd and that was controversial. I was like, there is no negative publicity. It's just publicity. Like everyone knows mm-hmm. that, but like, but people like, even though we know it, we keep falling for it, right? Like even in our own circles, like, any sort of Instagram fitness person that we follow and stuff like that, they might like just say something, as you said, like, even it's hard for for you not to try like not to be baity enough, right. Like, or be too much, too baity. You don't want to like some people on Instagram are masturbators. Like, you know, they just get people (laughs) and uh, they get them to like react to what they put on Instagram.
2: Yeah. Right. No, I I agree. I agree. It's it's, a, it's a weird role because I think, by by always having to bait people into seeing your point or whatever, reading your posts, you kind of cheapen yourself, and then you no longer become this like quote unquote authority that you want to become. It just becomes this like yeah back and forth debate of of nobody ever really doing anything. You
0: know what it like? You know what what it like? How I think of it in my head is just like because I try to be a source of information, right? But if I'm being baity and stuff, like that just seems to me like if you open a dictionary and it tells you the words that you want to hear, like you're Mm -hmm. looking up the meaning and it's just telling you something that's not necessarily the meaning, but it just sounds cool to you. Like like the dictionary knows what you want to hear and it just tells you that. Or like when you ask your people close to you to give you some sort of feedback and they always say it's okay. Like, no, I know it's not okay. Tell me like, tell me what's wrong. But they still like, Cause either they haven't actually paid attention to it or like, you know, so this is the same thing with Instagram. Like you, do you want to be a source of information or do you want to just get the good and be like, Oh yeah, you're right. That's good. That good. good point. Thank you. Like for people just like yourself.
2: And it's difficult, right? Cause you know, you, you can take two routes on Instagram or on social media in general, you can go the sort of clickbaity type where you're just going to be that guy that promotes whatever the hell for whatever. Or you can be that source of information, but you have to be careful because when you start making claims as information, you then have to back it up with, okay, what are your sources? Where did you get your shit from? And that's a whole nother beast because yeah. you can always find sources to back up your arguments. Yeah. And then at that point, it just becomes this like over-researched point of like, okay, like nobody cares about your insertion of this muscle for hypertrophy or whatever it is.
0: That's when you save yourself by saying that, by saying things like, this could help. This might result in. (laughs) Or like, in my experience, my... my experience, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. Now, do you guys think in fitness that anecdotal evidence is just as worth as researched
0: evidence? Sometimes even more, because like fitness research is... Sorry, Louis, I'll let you go, because I've been like talking to quickly and fast and just blurting words out, but like research sometimes is done on like random dumb test subjects. that has nothing to do with what we are trying to achieve, but yeah.
1: No, I, I agree with Mahan. So it's like, yeah, I know there are studies that say, Oh, if you do this specific position, it'll like increase your hypertrophy. But you know what, like from personal experience, I did this exercise and I bulked and it like, I got stronger. So like, why not just do that? But obviously, it's also specific to the person. So that's where it's a bit problematic because not everything works for everyone because based Mm -hmm. on our joints, anthropology, all of that. So it's good to take into account, like if if you've heard the same thing multiple times, like multiple bodybuilders loved pullovers. Uh, They said it really helped their, whatever, serratus. You can give it a go. It might not work for every single person, but there's a chance it's good for eighty percent of people because a good amount of bodybuilders who were successful did it. So, mm-hmm. like, you should still take. You should still study the the claim. But I think anecdotal evidence is pretty useful. Well, and, this, and this
2: is where they have to cut you off. I kind of want to go with this as well. It's like you. So so like, if you give the example of the the dumbbell pullover, good for the serratus. Okay but how do you know it was specifically that movement and not your dumbbell bench press or your uh, overhead press or your whatever, whichever upper body movement that you've been doing, you, you can't specifically say it was that movement per se, or even like when people say like, you know, like someone on Instagram, the hot topic now is like hip thrust and booty bands. Well, it's like, it's like how I got my booty. So they first start with squat, lunge, hip thrust, and then a bunch of booty bands. Did you have to do all those booty band stuff or was it the squat and lunges that got your booty or was it the hip thrust? or what? So it's like, you don't really know what what's happening because you're not really isolating that specific movement. And I don't think you can just take one movement and study it and say, yes, this is the, the best for hypertrophy of a certain muscle group. I think you need all of it. And I've had friends, like, and I had friends in like high school and even in, in grade school that like, you could tell they had like visible muscle as like a 10 year old, right? Not me, I was fat and chubby. So their predisposition to gain muscle is probably better than mine. Therefore, what works for them from a genetic perspective won't work for me. Like that's just the way that the, the human body is. Right. So it's always convoluted with that.
0: But, you know, that's why I said, like, there was a range, there is a range of, there is like science and there is a range of like, you know, when we say bro or bot like bro science or bodybuilders, just like, that's the anecdotal experience. Right. So it's like this, two ends of the spectrum are just like if you have that filter on every training that you do and look through both lenses, it helps you just like kind of look eventually pick better and better exercises. Right. Cause like at right. the end of the day, there is an exercise science that is kind of like, I think these points are coming to meet each other, like through people, like, again, we all like, I, I think everyone loves him for the same reason, like, you know, shallow, uh, can't stand can, him, can't stand him. <laughs> Screw that guy. But like, you know, these guys are bringing, like, he's bringing the science and the meathead together. Like and putting these two, I'm like, uh, these two lenses together. It's like, well, look at this. This is my experience. And look at this. This is what we know. But he, as you even mentioned before, he even says like, we only know uh, the human body, everything that we all know is like only 15%. And, mm-hmm. uh, it just takes one person to come to you and be like, I have this. And they're an anomaly. And you're like, fuck, I don't know enough. Like human body is just so vast and complicated that we don't know enough. So, and if you ever look at jordan actually train he trains like
2: a fucking savage yeah. and so like like you can know all these positions and these whatever dude the fucking guy is just throwing up weight like a savage so like at that point it's like what's working there i'm sure like obviously he's done all the prereq work for stability and all that stuff right mm-hmm. and now it's like okay hey, let's just send it but let, let, let's just go right and he's got and he's got that ability he's got the experience now right and just agree, like yeah. that, that, that whatever you know, like, so, so at the end of the day, like you just got to put work in uh, a good example is uh, a client of mine, brand spanking you super young, never trained before has a host of issues like, um, interior pelvic tilt and like has no stability in any joint. Doesn't know any body awareness. I had two options. Option one would have been, do I do all these different stability drills to get her, you know, stable, or do I just get her moving in patterns that she, that, that she's able to do. I'm like, I'm gonna choose option B, which was get her moving because she wanted to lose weight and tone up. Cool. So it's been a couple months now, and all of her quote unquote issues that I would have that 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 option A would have fixed through breathing drills and all these stupid little things wouldn't have helped. But now that we worked on solid patterning and bracing and whatever it is, all those issues are almost non-existent. And her movement pattern, her ability to move with expression of of intent is greater. So so is it just time needed? For the body to recognize patterns and it adjusts itself if you're exercising correctly. Little plug to Prescript, you know. So like it, it's it's that it's, it's that experience that outweighs a lot of the research sometimes.
0: Mm. I had this conversation with Killian actually, and like why he said it was like fuck that makes like again one of the biases he told me, and I was like maybe it's because T- Killian told me, and I was like fuck yeah that, he's right. Or what he said really resonated with me. Mm. Pick whichever path we want, but what you said was like a lot of times like it's not even about corrective exercise or anything else it's just that people don't have enough capacity for pain like what is training it's just it just builds your capacity to push yourself right sometimes like it's not that the pain went away it's just a person's capacity like you know they they like they got thicker skin to in a sense mm. right like eventually like because sometimes uh, like people who are suffering from pain it's just because like they have no capacity like they've had a really soft childhood for some reason they've been pampered they've been, or like for whatever reason they didn't do anything like i don't know I, as a kid i had asthma like for a long time i didn't do anything else i'm going to use that for an excuse for the rest of my life right let yeah. pretend that like that's why i was a lazy bastard as a child but like there they could be anything and then like once you start training and you just push yourself and like you're body just kind of learns all right this is pain this is discomfort this is the difference between these two and i'm gonna push through discomfort and stuff like that and eventually your tolerance just goes up And like that's yeah that could be it that's that's literally it people like train and then like suddenly oh i'm i'm not hurting my back walking anymore or like oh i'm fine doing this
2: even just rewiring the nervous system in your brain pattern to like walk can make a difference in how you move from day to day, right? And I think we, we assume that our body is completely stupid, but man, like we've evolved over how many millions of years, whatever it is, like, we, like we're, we're, we're quite smart as a, as a species to organize ourselves in a way that best fits our survival and if you look at someone who has been deconditioned, who has never done any fitness, of course, they're going to have issues with their, with their joint move because they've never done it. Their, their brain doesn't recognize that pattern. You just need to stimulate, 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 stimulate. And then all of a sudden your, your, your brain rewires itself and it's like, oh, this is how I need to brace without even thinking about it. Like, yeah. like I guaranteed that, that, that my 20 year old client doesn't give a shit about why ribs down matters. Uh, but if I give enough stimulus to that, her body's automatically going to assume that and, 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 and get to that position easier than not, you know? Yeah. So,
0: yeah. So, and that's the way of like, you know, having the knowledge, but not like, you're not telling her you're doing this for this. You're just like creating constraints and to quote yep. skill acquisition. Again. I, I just say, this
2: is going to give you a six pack. This, really? Yeah.
1: Really? Be- oh yeah. They,
0: they get really excited about
1: that. It's going to
2: burn the fat pack. off your stomach. Cool, let's do it. Awesome.
1: Let, You're going to look like an Insta model. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah,
0: sure. Let's do it. Let's do it.
2: Yeah. Um, I, want, I want to go back to assumptions. Yes. Because we're, we're in a social media era where most of us assume that most people are on PEDs. Most influencers that we see that are fucking shredded to the gills, we assume that they're on
0: PEDs
2: or the vast okay. majority where do you guys fall into this category of assumptions?
0: Oh, they are like, I'm the hundred percent. They are like, for me, it, this is like, again, maybe it's a predisposition that are built, but I'm like, if someone gets paid by the way they look, they have to maintain that look to like 365 days, a, you know, a year, all the time. That's, mm. you need some help for that. You need something to keep you in that position. Right. Uh so most like yeah so if i think your job is to look good and you have to look good all the time i think you're on something
1: I i think the same but i still try to give them some benefit of the doubt but like for instance in hollywood i'm sure they're mostly on pds and even jordan was talking about how in the olympics yeah they're mostly in uh, and, and, on- and all pro sports yeah, yeah pro I mean,
0: every pro, like, because you can sport.
1: game the system, right? You can, you th- the way you take the test, the way you can sort of like, yeah, it's there, you know. In the UFC, we pretty much know that, yeah. And
0: all- I was listening, like, this was maybe a year ago. I was listening to one of the podcasts of uh hybrids podcast, Steffi was talking to a couple of like uh, someone who was a I think, yeah, o- Brazilian Olympic weightlifter or someone like that. I can't remember who was like who came on their team or something like that, whatever. But they were talking like even testing, it's just like basically they pick one person in 10, right? So sometimes you just roll the dice. You're like, oh, you're gonna, I'm going to use everything. And then maybe like they might call me out. They might not call me out. So it's one person mm-hmm. random from like a sample of 10 people. So it literally depends on like who, whoever's in charge as well. And that's Olympics. So like imagine if that's the Olympics, what happens everywhere else?
2: I, I remember training a few NHL guys uh, going back five years ago, not five, six years ago. And, like, they don't test for growth hormone. So there'd be guys on growth hormone.
0: There you go.
2: So it's, like, it's just, I think it's just part of it. And, you know, and I think when people hear PEDs, they automatically assume easy. Man, you still got to bust your ass yeah. to, like, right? Like, like if I started taking PEDs, yeah, I'm sure I'd get a little bit more jacked and shredded. But, like, does not mean that I would look better than someone that has good genetics that's on PDs, right? Like you still gotta be at the at a top yeah. level for those PEDs to make a difference, right? Like, yeah, like average looking, like you probably look better, but you still gotta bust your ass. And I think I, I still don't know why people shy away from saying they're on PEDs when they're their sport that like when they're not getting paid to play a sport that bans it. Like if you're an average Joe taking PEDs, just say it. I don't care. Everybody I really mean, don't care. It's the taboo, you know? That's the problem.
1: There's this taboo, and the people associated with cheating in a way, which is wrong, but... Mm. Uh, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are bodybuilders who were caught cheating, like, in drug-free competitions. Mm. They take PEDs, but people just associate it with the negative effects, you know, on your testicles, mm. on, like, your
0: hormones. Yeah, but, like, people... You know what? Cigarettes do that to you, right? Cigarettes fuck you up. Like so many part ah, uh, cigarettes mess, mess you up. Uh, so many other things can happen to you. But like with PEDs, you know what? Like I have nothing against people who take it. I uh, I have an issue with people who lie and like just pretend they're clean. And also, I would have issues with people who take it in sports that gives them advantage over another human being, that could be fatal. Like if you're a boxer if you're a ufc fighter and like those guys i think it should be very regulated because like one punch can change someone's life right
1: yeah
0: but like other sports we know they take it let's just say that they take it and like go away with it right like or um maybe nfl maybe ho- uh, hockey nhl like these ways like they, they're still co- sort of contact sports as well and like if someone's just fucked like if someone's just built a different way and they just slam into you and it breaks you or dis- like, uh, I don't know, incapacitates you, then maybe that should be regulated as well. But if it's like something that they're not against each other, is there is no chance of a person inflicting damage onto another person, just be on it. be like, yeah, let's do it or put like level the ground field, like, you know, Mm -hmm. level the ground and just give everyone the same opportunity to be like, these are the things you can take, or these are the things you should take.
2: At what uh, what point do you, so like, like contact sports, fighting, whatever. At what point do you sign your, your, your liability away and say, Hey, I, I'm, I'm entering this ring knowing very well that I could die and say, Hey, I I choose to go in this ring but no one's forcing me to go in therefore if this guy punches me in the face and I die well that's kind of like a uh like you waive your liability at that point
0: yeah well I mean like if you like fighting you do it because like you never know any anyone who's been hit like even as a fighter like we would like I did kickboxing for a while I'm used to fight and like I've never been knocked out. I've been punched in the like. I, I was kicked in the jaw once that just like made it hard to eat and drink for like two weeks. But nothing bad ever happened to me. But like you would hear stories of like someone just like they didn't even like were expecting it. Like they just hit get hit really randomly and they fall down. like they just go they're dead. But at the same time, that's human nature. Like you can just do anything and you can die, right? Yeah. But. But again, like it's the diff- The difference is now I'm getting in a f- in a ring with someone else whose whole purpose is to knock me down. So like if they have some sort of advantage, like genetics, uh, talent, those things you cannot like account for. But if he's on something, they're just like, you know. Kind of messes up the connections in his head that like he doesn't like you know he just has no pain receptors or like he doesn't care about like you know he doesn't understand anything or doesn't register stuff or has more power behind his punches like if you're the same way then like he could have more i don't know be able to carry each punch with a little bit more mass behind it well it's
2: like tyson when he's the fight with cocaine
0: yeah so like i know people we have guys who like drink beer we have guys who like you know even in some states in the states is it's banned to smoke uh weed right because yeah Mm -hmm. because it it can desensitize you a little bit yeah so there are so many different things that they can like you know people use to like and it's been in the sport forever like you know trying to like oil up their fighters so this punches like slide off of their heads and chins and stuff like that or Every, and so there's so many ways of cheating, but like, I think like PEDs in some sports has to be a little bit more controlled. And like, I think UFC came down hard on it, but it's still not as much as like people think. Because like, yeah. remember the old UFC times, like f- back in the day, everybody was freaking like there were hulks, all of them. They were hulks. Like they just looked, everyone looked like superheroes. Mm-hmm. And then regulations came in and now like, you know, they're, they're a bit more normal, but still they get away with it. Same as like, but not to blame them, same as Olympics, like uh, every uh, professional sport has it. So meh, don't stop it. Like, yes, we've gotten to a point that human potential is like kind of reaches like we, we've, gotten, we've gotten there. So now if you want to go further, we need some augmentations, but at least be honest about it
2: yeah i i don't know what, what my stance is on um peds like i, I think if your sport does not so so like if, if, if your sport so if you're not in a sport that says you can't have its ban and you're just taking it for whatever reasons i don't care because people do all kinds of stuff without it being legal or whatever so i don't care about that from a ethical like from a morality standpoint that's where it's kind of like well why are you doing it if it's banned? But at the same time, it's like people cheat about anything. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I have, I guess my opinion is kind of like there to be
0: formed still. Yeah. So I also, I think, thought about it. I don't know what you guys think, but I think not, none of us knows much, much about it or enough about it okay. to actually like form a proper uh, opinion of it as well. Like I just, I went on so much. And again, that was my biases, right? I, I just started talking mm-hmm. shit and like, And someone's like, Mahom, what do you know? I'm like, nothing actually. So I don't know. You're right.
2: Well, speaking of assumptions, I think people assume that the moment you inject whatever PD into your system, boom, (laughs) you're fast, you're strong, you're jacked, you're in the NFL, you're running, you know, uh, fast 40s. No, man, like you you still need to put in a a framework. And and even when you put in a framework of good training and recovery and whatever on PDs, doesn't mean you're going to be number one do you guys ever watch um, Icarus on Netflix? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so the, the guy did a protocol just like um, Lance Armstrong and, you know, without the protocol, he was, I don't know, 40th or 50th of his category right? uh, of, of cycling when he did the full protocol. I think he got like top 10, 11, like he, he didn't, he, he didn't make it number one. So like, you still have to like, like you still have to have, talent and a gift to be number one you can't just assume steroids peds boom. you're going to make it to like number one in crossfit or number one in nfl or whatever the case may be
0: Mm -hmm.
1: exactly like no one did what arnold did like no one did what those guys did even though we have access to better peds better drugs because it was Mm -hmm. hard work dedication knowledge talent all of that played a huge role
0: Mm -hmm. i agree that's good i agree
2: what else do you guys assume
0: oh a lot of Every, everything We whole human life is based off of assumptions exactly yeah but that, that's
1: the thing it's like we all do it like you know like it's human nature to have assumptions we're kind of like taught to have assumptions
2: uh, I feel like we're in this like pivotal time in, 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 our, in, our, in our human existence where we're trying to um, what's the word I'm looking for? We're, we're, trying to like outsmart our primitive brain still. We have all these primitive emotions that cause us to assume, get angry, get hungry, get tired, get horny, whatever. And we're, we, we're trying to outlogic all of that. But, you know, as Joe Rogan says, we're, we're still a bunch of apes that are spinning on a, on a, on a rock. And we haven't been able to evolve our brain to be more logical. It's still primitive in in nature because it is what it is. Mm.
0: Yeah, we're we're at the top of the food chain, and just that—we just at the top of the food chain. There's nothing has changed much. Like our needs are still the same. It's just like our needs have just become more luxurious, but they haven't changed, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we forget how good we have it now, man. Like I wouldn't want to live
2: even a hundred years ago, no, yeah, without without air conditioning. Fifteen oh, years ago,
0: right? Hey, like- my uh, like I've had I've been having issues with my uh, boiler for seven weeks now. Right? Honestly, the first time and. Like they've semi-fixed it. After seven weeks and like six different engineers, they've kind of fixed it that I have hot water. But there's literally, if I spin the camera around, there is a warning notice on my like fridge. It's like someone has to come and actually regulate this or there's like, it's dangerous. Like I was like, Mm -hmm. I don't care if it explodes in my face. I need hot water. That's all I want. Like the guy kind of did some shady stuff. So I have hot water. But one thing that I didn't know I missed so much was just the fact that like I wanted, not even hot, but lukewarm water when I wash my dishes. That's it. Like I had yeah. taken that for granted because because the boiler was not working, my f- like fingers were freezing. I literally thought I'm going like to cut them off because I had to wash my dishes with cold water. And while I'm talking about it, I'm just thinking how ridiculous is that, that I'm complaining about washing dishes. So like exactly. having dishes to eat on and then got them go and wash them.
2: Imagine, imagine living as a first human who discovered fire for the first time. We are, we have the exact same primitive brain as they do. I would imagine, right? Again, my my knowledge on evolution's this much, but I, right. Yet we're living on a place where I can sit on my nice couch here in a nice temperature controlled room. And because I have that same primitive brain I now seek the same, the same stimulus, but now in forms of me debating you,
0: hmm.
2: me debating yeah. stupid shit. That doesn't, I don't know if I, can, if I can swear,
0: that, that doesn't <laughs> I mean,
2: matter. Okay. Yeah. So, it, and, and so we're, we're stuck here like a monkey and yet I'm debating on stupid, that doesn't matter. Yeah. But because fun. back then I had to survive and be alive for my family and hunt and gather and whatever.
0: Now, fun thing though, again, like I heard this on a TED talk. So that's as good as saying I read this on Wikipedia nowadays, right? (laughs) It's pretty much the same. But it was like very interesting that someone like this lady was talking about evolution and said like our brains actually evolved more after discovering fire. Because like one thing that we have, like, you know, when you eat food, it's pretty much uh, uh, thermogenesis. You have to burn food and like break it down into different parts and stuff like that. A lot of animals, when they do that, it takes so much calories out of them. So like the thermic effect of food itself, it takes so much out of them that like, you know, when lion eats something, they just have to lie down, sleep and di- uh. try to digest it, right? Or well, when he- humans discovered fire, they right. hastened that process. So now we didn't have as much calories needed to break down that food. and that extra well, It was calorie- pre-digestion. Yes. So this extra calorie burn that we used to have just for burning our foods now is available to the rest of the body. And then the brain started taking that out. And that's how yeah. our brain started, like, you know, growing and like, you know, yeah. it kind of evolving and the, the way we think and everything just also changed after being able to cook our food. Well, and that's but why
2: I, like our teeth evolved to be different. Our, yeah. our, our, our enzymes in our stomach changed because now we cooked our meat instead of having yeah. to digest it raw. Our, our intestinal tract shortened because we didn't need a lot of it like animals do. So like we've evolved because of certain things, but we still have the lizard brain. Yeah, we we do. But like
0: the brain itself like had more calories to deal with and then that's when he's like, oh stomach full now I can think.
1: Well that's the problem with us. Like because we live such a good life like I mean humanity as a whole I mean apart from some parts of the world we we've lost that, that instinct, that instinct to survive, to grow, to, to, to like, fr- like, thrive, you know? Because we have it. We have Maslow's hierarchy, pretty much. Like, we just need to self-actualize now. We have all the other... We have pretty much easy access to all the other layers, right? Whereas back then, like, man can't even, like, sit for a minute without needing to go hunting, like, around lions and stuff. So we've and kind if- of...
2: We've lost that. And because we had those basic needs... It is so easy to coerce humans into doing whatever the F bomb you want. Hence why there is political shit going on. That's why there's psychological warfare going on because, or marketing, right? If, if I know what your needs are, Lou or Mahan, and, and, I, and I'm a trainer and I go through a good marketing brand, I can touch on your heartstrings and on your needs for you to buy my stuff. It's no exactly. different than what governments do with propaganda without getting too political right so it's it's like if you understand human psychology you can mess somebody up so hard for life exactly Exactly.
1: that's why it's on us to to make sure like when you market you market with that like with the intent of helping people Mm -hmm. you still you still tug their heartstring but for the right reason but of course you can't always do that because money
0: there's always an emotional degree of like you know choices are always entwined with emotions anyways uh but guys i'm so sorry to be a party pooper but i have to take off because i have so, sick perfect I, but thanks so go. much mike yeah no, thanks, thanks for having so me guys much. i appreciate it uh, mike do you want to give uh, yourself a, your plugins uh just put them out here before we end it we have yeah. thousands of imaginary followers so maybe yes. two of them will follow you man.
2: well <laughs> maybe you'll get more followers that follow you from my followership. yeah probably that's uh, right that, that, that that's my hope that's my hope yeah you can find me at, at team sweat life on instagram uh that's about it really like i don't like so i'm going through a full rebrand so i might even say my website because that's going to be a whole new uh website design so i'm team not going to go there life yet it's sick i team love sweat the life. stuff yeah i'm waiting design. for my
0: hoodie by the way it's
2: in the mail so i'm hoping that there it gets there in the next three months shift by boat
0: Perfect. <laughs> on camelback, there's no even not, There's not even camels in Canada, but he found a camel and put it well, on. It's the going to Iran first, and then <laughs> yeah, exactly. There we go. Yeah. All right. With that, thank you everyone who listens to this podcast. Tell your friends, family, children, grandchildren, grandparents, everyone. Just tell them to listen to this podcast. Thank you very much. And we are.
2: You don't know, you know,